Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here, back with another Offscript with Super E. Here to my left, as always, is my good friend A-Train. A-Train, say a little something. Hi, everybody. It is great to be here with you. Um, we're going to listen to Ernie tell us another tale here in just a minute. Uh, super E. Super E, A-Train. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> super E's going to tell us a t- tale, everybody. Oh, yes. will it ever stop? <laughs> super E, say something. How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing great. All right. <laughs> All right. Before this completely just goes, you know, super eight, just tell us a tale, man. All right. Well, uh, again, this is kind of a kind of a Reno nine one one thing, like we talked about last time. Another one. Oh yeah. Please well, tell me this does not involve feet. <laughs> It doesn't involve no. Okay, okay. Good. I can take anything but feet. No. All right. No, no, no feet. Thank you. However, right. you will at by the end of the story, you will envision a a dog wearing a smoking jacket, and sunglasses. But <laughs> I, can, I can't wait to wait. get there. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to get there. All yep. right. But anyways, so I'm sitting in the office. Mind my own business, and the secretary patches a call of a complaint to me. And the woman on the other end. Who says that anymore? Wait a minute. I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> patch a call through, Patty. Hey, could you patch a call? Uh, Sarah, get me my house. <laughs> Maybe transfer to call? <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> Super, you tell it however you want to tell it. Is Andy Griffith done prattling on? Uh, yes, he is. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So the secretary transferred a phone call to Thank me you. of a complaint. And on the other end of this phone call was a woman. She was irritated. Said she lived in a trailer park, a very small trailer park on the east side of the city we worked. And she... Uh, she was upset because in this small trailer park, she said a woman was prostituting from her trailer. And okay. I was like, okay. She goes, go out there and lock her up for our prostitution. I had explained to her I had to build probable cause. You know, you just can't go lock somebody up, throw cuffs on them, and haul them away without any evidence. And then I tried to explain to her, I just can't go knock on a door and go, hi, I'm here for the prostitution. And um, right. so I tried to get as much information from the complainant about this woman as I could just to try to think of something of like, Hey, Mike sent me or something like that. But you know, she really didn't give me anything. So I knew I was on my own with this one. Okay. So I said, I advise her, ma'am, I'm going to do the best I can. It's going to be difficult, but I'll see what I can do for you. And I'm not done with my complaint. I want you to do something else. I go, well, what's that? Well, I want you also to lock her up for dealing cocaine. I'm like, oh, you know, they're okay. Somebody's going to be nervous about a guy walking up asking for sex for money. If a guy walks up asking for cocaine, uh, people like her was probably using it too. Right. Um, 
because she's not like a dealer. I think she was a user and she might have sold a little bit herself. Okay. And uh, so I thought, well, then she's going to be paranoid. And so I t- that's what I explained to them. She might be a little paranoid, but again, I'll do the best I can. I will try to get her for prostitution. Then I'll try to get her for dealing cocaine. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I can. Mm-hmm. I said, but ma'am, I'll keep you updated. And I'll let you know how it's going. It could, I said, this could take a while. You know, I'm going to have to get this woman's confidence. She's going to have to trust me. I'm not done yet. I want you to lock her up for something else. I go, well, what's that? And she says, well, I want you to lock her up because once a week, she has a bunch of men over at her trailer, and they pay her so they can watch her get fucked by her dog. And, of course, I was like, can you can you repeat that, 10-9? Yeah, repeat come, that to us, too. Yeah, come back with that. She's, yeah, she has men come over. They give her a bunch of money, and she has that dog fucker and i was like oh my was god it a, was it a male or a female dog you went well i <laughs> i'm ta- i'm taking for granted <laughs> but again i try to explain to her you know ma'am that we don't, that's we don't discriminate on this podcast yeah. she, she could be lesbian okay. the dog could be. yeah it's right? po- it is possible yeah, yeah, it was it was possible. Okay, and so, anyways, but I tried to explain to her again. You just don't knock on the door, you know, and say, "Can you screw the pooch for some money and I can watch?" Right, right. So, so, anyways, I tell her, "Give me some time. I'll get back with you." So the next day, I go to this small trailer park. I go inside to look around. I see the woman's trailer with the, her address, and I see a refrigerator in the front yard again not on the porch with the couch but in the front yard with a for sale sign on it oh. and i'm like bingo that gives me a reason for knocking on her door yeah you're gonna go up and talk to her about that fridge for sale right right okay right so we went from talking about you know hey does it got plenty of room in the vegetable bin that so she was going to give me head for 25 dollars u.s currency and so I was able how, how to, you, I was, how do you, how do you, how do you bridge that? How, how do you make that? I, I, I can't remember, insight. but it was a smooth transition. Yeah. You know, she was, she was a little cautious, you know, they're not idiots. You know, she tried to, you know, she kind of gave me some cop tests, I believe, but I passed. She uh-huh. agreed to do it, but you know, I don't want to lock her up right then because if I did that, I'm not going to get the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Right. Nor Can, am I going to. <laughs> Nor am I going to get the luckiest dog in the world. I mean, so <laughs> man, that dog's going to be pissed. Yeah. So, can, yeah, just he's for, not our, be happy. for our listeners' sake, can you um, can you describe describe her a little bit? What you know? What's uh, what's the physical attributes of her, if if any? Well, if you take Selma and Patty from The Simpsons and combine it, and even a more <laughs> nicotine raspy voice, that's what she was like. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She was no swimsuit model. Okay, no blue no. hair though, right? No blue hair. Right. It was like kind of a reddish, mutant-looking hair, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I, 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 but not, not, not super attractive, uh-huh. if I recall. Okay. And so, since I couldn't lock her up right then, I had to say, "Well, I got to be somewhere right now, but I'm gonna have, I'll have money this Wednesday." Which this was on a Monday. I'll have money this Wednesday. I'm going to come back by and hook up with you. Are you cool with that? She's like, yes. See, because I needed at least a couple of days to figure out how in the hell 
am I going to get the cocaine and then the apparently now the holy grail of the dog? Right. And Is, uh, did you go down the hall and borrow um, some equipment from A Train? Because I remember you frequently would borrow stuff. No, like I don't. What, no, I didn't. What kind of equipment are you talking about? Like a like a dog shot collar? What? <laughs> you mean like uh, recording stuff yes, and all that? Device. Cameras? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah. I get it. See, what do you guys always? I, every time I, I interject, remember. you guys think of something bad. I can't remember if I did or not, but I what I did come up with because in these situations where you're worried about the suspected drug dealer or whomever the criminal involved you're always worried about them worrying about you being a police officer because these people have they make sure they don't want to go to jail so they have in their mind what a what a police officer trying to do undercover work what they look like and what their tactics are going to be so and so you've got to get the suspect comfortable enough to sell you the cocaine as in this situation and not thinking that you're a police officer. And what I have found out in the numerous years I've done this, if they think that you have some sort of physical handicap or something like that, there's many times in the past I've told my informants to tell the, the drug dealer who said, I don't want to meet anybody new, don't bring anybody new to me, you're the only one who will, I will sell to. Well, generally what you do in that situation, I would tell my informant to advise the drug dealer, Hey, this guy's just going to drive me up. But if you talk to him, he's deaf in one ear. So you're going to have to talk into his on the left side of it. And that just puts in the person's mind, oh, this guy's deaf. And then he's thinking, well, okay, he's probably not a cop then. You know, I would use the thing about being deaf or blind in one eye or, or something like that. So it just kind of, it kind of, it kind of puts them off a little bit in yeah, that, you know, it, yes. what cops going to say, I'm, you know, I'm deaf in one ear or blind in one ear. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It's just a distraction. And, and, and believe me, it, it, it worked. And, um, so I used that. So I was thinking, I need this woman to sell me some cocaine, but I gotta, I gotta make her comfortable enough that, um, she will will sell it to me without any worries or anything like that or putting us through a bunch of changes where she takes the money and then travels by herself somewhere where we don't know where she's going or anything like that. I want her to be as comfortable with me as possible. Right. So what my idea was, I thought about this. I said, I thought to myself, I'm going to have somebody come with me, a younger looking officer, who works narcotics in, in our department, we had, you know, we had like a large narcotics unit. Then we had several smaller ones that worked the district. And one of the district, there was a young guy, but he, he was kind of premature, uh, not premature gray, but he was going bald. He was only like 27. He was losing his hair. He's kind of thin. And I thought to myself, I know what I can do because he, he would be my backup right there, too. That helps out. You got somebody right there as backup right. in case anything goes wrong. So I thought, I think I know how I could make this woman be relaxed with us and sell us the cocaine without making it more complicated. It would just be from us, you know, 
from her to me. Mm -hmm. I told her, I called her up and I told her, Hey, you know, I'll be there uh, later today, but I've got my younger cousin with me because um, he's having some problems. I go, he's mentally challenged. They've got him hooked on crack and he's been being taken advantage of and beaten up by some drug dealers. I can't get him to quit doing this stuff. Um, so, and so, but he's going to be with me. And uh, she was like, okay, no problem. So immediately, I think any leeriness of me went right out the window when I said, hey, I've got my cousin with me who's mentally challenged and I'm having to deal with this situation of him being taken advantage of by crack dealers. And again, you're trying to, to make her comfortable with you. And right. you're going to bring along your your younger cousin who you say is mentally challenged and addicted to uh, crack. Crack, crack. So yes. You're you're kind of you're you're trying to just just put her at ease and put her at ease mm -hmm. and have backup yeah. with me because we're going into an area where you know they can't you can't have surveillance in there because everybody knows a strange car and you just can't have two guys sitting in there watching. Right. It, w it wouldn't work. They're going to have to be a long way away. They're going to have to be a half mile away mm -hmm. at a gas station or wherever. Mm -hmm. And in this way, that you're you're back up. I mean, you're trying to make him as harmless as possible. Uh, yes, to uh, not put her at ease. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. as unthreatening as possible. Right. And so, I uh, I'm explaining to the, the this unit on the south side of town. I said, "This is what I need. I will take the prostitution rest." I'm going to give you guys the drug arrest if we can get the cocaine. But that's a big if. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, what do you need? Well, I'm going to need this, you know, this, and I'm going to need somebody to do the undercover with me. And, and I picked out this guy that I was thinking about, and he agreed to do it. He goes, I'm really not good at doing undercover. I'm, that's not my strong suit. I said, believe me, you don't have to do too much. I, he goes, what do I do? I said, you got to act mentally challenged. Okay. And he was like, say what? And I <laughs> said, <laughs> and I said, I said, hear me out. Uh -huh. This is why I need you to do. And I explained to him what we just talked about. Got to put this woman at ease. I got to make her feel comfortable with selling us the cocaine. And um, so, and then you're going to be like my backup right there. Cause he's got, nobody else can get close to us. And, we don't know who else is in these trailer parks. We don't know how many people are in there got guns or anything like that. Right. So he was like, he did not want to do it, but I just said, just, just follow my lead. So as we're driving up there, you know, he's having doubts about himself. I said, you can do it. I just, it's just, you're role playing, you're playing a part. And so as we get up there, I was hoping he was going to go maybe with a Dustin Hoffman, kind of a gentle rain man, soft-spoken. Right. No. Unfortunately, he went with Timmy from South Park. Okay. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, this ain't going to work at all. He's like, ah! And I'm like, what the? I was, I, and I was kind of giving, the, as I was walking up to the door, knocking on I was kind of giving him the throat thing. Hey, easy. It's a little tone aggressive, it. isn't it? Yeah. 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 T tone it down there. 
knock on the door. The woman comes out. She's kind of eyeing us. Hey, what's going on here with this dude? And I said, this is a guy I talked about. She goes, oh, yeah, okay. And he did it again. You And I was like, and she was like, oh, yeah, this is your cousin. And I'm like, yeah. I said, <clears throat> and so now he's, he's standing in the corner. He's just keeping, <laughs> he's keeping to himself. And he's letting me explain to him. Yeah, he's getting the, the drug dealers are beating him up and taking all his money. And I just said, I wish I could just f find somebody I could get the crack from that won't take all his money and beat him up. And then, right then, I, I was, as she was thinking, he does it. And I'm like, dude. And then she goes, she, but after he did that, she's like, I can help you out. I said, You can? She goes, Yeah. She goes, I can, I'll take you to my drug dealer. And uh, I said, oh, I appreciate it. And I, I said, tell her, thank you. And then he, you know, thank you. And I was like, okay, then I'm giving him the sign. Okay, we're in. You know, let's, let's, let, let's take a break, Timmy. And uh, so we jump in my car, and she takes us straight up to her drug dealer. There was no concern, no suspicion in her at all. She says, how much you got? I think it was like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, a couple hundred dollars. So, you know, we don't have to come back right away. She goes, I got you. We go up to this house. She goes in. I give her the money. She goes in. She comes directly back to back to my car. And right then, we can get a search warrant for that house because she's what you call an unwinning informant. Okay. We, we um, She doesn't know that she's assisting the police. Right. But, but since we can document... That we handed her so much money, she went directly to the house, through that front door, came directly out the same door. A few minutes later, handed me a baggie of suspected cocaine. Now we have a search warrant to get into that house. So, okay, I consider that a victory right there. Right. And So far, you're and, two out of three, right? Well, and then... Here we so go. she here, here's what she tells me. She goes, uh, I said, hey, man, you know, aren't you worried about I was just talking this talk. I said, hey, isn't this guy worried about people running up to his house and buying cocaine out of it? Because it was in a, it was in a, it was in a, a nice nicer area than the trailer park. And it was a residential area. She goes, oh, no, this guy ain't got nothing to worry about. Nobody's going to suspect him of anything of dealing drugs. And I go, why is that? She goes. He's a foster parent. He's got about eight foster kids up there. Oh, so what he does is he, no. he brings in foster kids, and nobody suspects him of dealing cocaine. Oh, man. I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. Yeah. So now we go back to her trailer, uh -huh. and we're just talking because, again, we don't know if we're going to be making second buys or anything, so we got to build our backstory in talking, you know, make her more comfortable, talk about buying again or whatever. Uh -huh. So as I'm talking to her, who comes out the door is the dog, <laughs> the star of the show, the dog. And I was sitting there looking at him. And again, like I said, as soon as he came out, since I heard so much about him, I immediately envisioned the dog wearing a smoking jacket and smoking a cigarette with one of them long filters, you know, big long black. <laughs> kind of like half. Yeah, kind of like him, uh -huh. saying, I, and I, I imagine the dog was going, I said, oh, chap, chap. 
You want to stick around for the show? <laughs> so the dog and had a monocle? I, I looked at that dog and I said, do I dare go for the trifecta? Uh-huh. So I started talking about dog. Hey, nice dog you got there. Uh, you know what kind of it was? It was some like great big mutt kind of type dog. Okay. And she she goes, oh, he's a great dog. He's a one. I just love this dog. <laughs> I love this dog. <laughs> and then I and somehow I can't remember what I said. I I thought I'm, I'm going to go for it. I started asking her about, and she was thinking about it. She goes, nah, I don't want to do that today. And I said, okay, don't get greedy. What'd you ask her exactly? I was just, uh, I was just like, I can't remember, but it was something I think it was like, hey, is that dog, is that dog get a fucking or something like? I mean, I can't remember. And she was, you know, and she she sat in her thought about. It. I thought she was going to say, okay, yeah, if you pay me so much money. Oh, you can watch the dog fuck me. Was I thought it? we were going I need to there. go have his fingernail or his toenails trimmed before we do that again. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And then she goes, oh, we got to go get the canine magnums. But uh, <laughs> I thought I thought I had it. But at the last second, she ch- she changed her mind. And I said, you know what? Be happy with what you got. Uh-huh. You got you got two out of three. Now, if I could have got three out of three, I'd have been, I would have been the king of the office. I've been walking around with a robe on, but uh, we got it. And um, those guys from that that unit, they uh, went into that house, did I did a search warrant on that house, locked her up, and so and then I got her for a prostitution. I was able to call that woman back, uh-huh. and she was very very pleased. Try to explain to her. I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the last one, but she was okay with that. You know, she, you know, the woman was out of the, out of the uh, trailer park. wasn't selling cocaine to anybody anymore, and wasn't, you know, but, prostituting. But it was clear that that uh, this lady thought about doing this with the yes, dog. Yes, so yes, yes. It, that was probably like, was a uh, was was an accurate complaint that she was actually doing yes. that. Yes, it, it, wow. it, yeah, it, it probably was. You know, I, I, mean, I think you had enough with that to go ahead and, and write the warrant to have Crime Lab come out and swab the doggy's little lipstick and uh, do a DNA match from wow. yeah. with her. Yeah, I, yeah, I can you see, could, I can you see the prosecutor signing like off that. on that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't think that. I don't think they would have went for that no. at all. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a good yeah. chance when the lipstick wasn't shown, she'd have went, come here, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> and it would be like, okay, put Bosco on their rest slip. <laughs> Bosco. <laughs> oh, but, but But that one is, um, you see, you used to do that all the time. Just tell the drug, try to convince the drug dealer, hey, there's something wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you would also try to convince them in other ways, like... If they thought that you know that you was bringing them stolen goods, that's another thing. If you somehow were able to convince them that instead of paying for cocaine with money, if you brought them stolen goods, that would also take off the suspicion. So there was just many ways you could do that, and having some sort of physical ailment was another way that it, I used to do it. Yeah, it, it's genius. You're uh, you're you're trying to to put them off, put them at ease. Um, you know, with with however you can do it. Now, exactly. You know, we're not. Um, I just want to make it clear. I mean, we're not. You know, mocking 
mentally handicapped people, but it was no. just a way to put this lady at ease to really your story was was really good. He's mentally it's, handicapped it, and he's hooked on crack and you're worried about him going out buying from somebody else and getting beat up. Right. And that you know, that put her at ease. I will take care of it. You know? Exactly, so, because I actually saw people mentally challenged, mentally handicapped people, that people did get hooked on drugs. Right. So they could so they could take their money because you know they would get a money they would get money every month. And they mm. would take advantage of them. Yes. So I've seen that. And also I I I've grown up with a mentally challenged cousin. I actually have one. Mm-hmm. And and so I've, you know, all, all, all my life, I've, you know, been around him. And so I just know what the things they have to deal with of people trying to take advantage of them and all, right. all this. It, and you're saying that in your, uh, the course of your career, you've seen, um, you know, folks with handicaps get taken advantage of in, right, in the exactly. drug world. And uh, yes, so you kind of big target. You kind of you kind of developed this plan really from experience that you'd had, you know, yes, or seen exa- exactly. Yeah, make makes sense. Is it really was genius, Super? It, yeah, it it oh, really good. I just only hope you were able to talk to this young officer about if you do it next time. Blurting out an expletive is not necessarily <laughs> right. The right, right thing right. To, maybe, to do that. So, maybe a little yeah. more low key, but right. uh, sounds like it worked out. Right, exactly. It worked. It, wor- yeah. it worked out. It yes. worked out very well because she she believed every bit of it, and it it made her uh, comfortable. And which, which also is a safety issue. We, you know, in in any situation, you got to worry about somebody pulling out a gun, no matter who it is. So if she felt more at ease, there's a less chance of her wanting to shoot us right absolutely absolutely well if you got anything else to add uh, close this one out you know another another great tale as always there super e just um, Uh, the only thing i would say again uh, what a train said we're not trying to make fun of anybody it was just it was just used as a a tool to try to get rid of a mm -hmm. very serious crime and activity that was occurring in this area like so many things that we do, based on your experience, and this, this right. you know, that's the route you took, and, and it worked. Other than the doggy didn't get a happy ending. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. poor dog. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah old, old half. He he you saw know. you saw you coming in. Thought, oh, there's an audience. Here we go. Yeah, showtime. Exactly. It's, it's showtime. <laughs> All right. Well, we we hope you've enjoyed this one, uh, everybody, and uh, we're going to go ahead and close this out. A train. Take us out of here. Sure will. Bye.